hope everybody's doing good. Saturday night. I want you to know there's lots of good news out there. There is a Trump tsunami that's been spotted off the coast. It is set to land. November 3rd, 2020. Coming. Trump tsunami. I am telling you, mark it down. 45 state win by Trump. I'm telling and here's the thing. He's gonna he's gonna shock some people. There's going to be states that nobody ever thought he's going to win. I don't quite have enough guts to predict New York or California, but I'm telling you, watch New Mexico closely. Watch Nevada closely. He's going to win Minnesota. He's up in Michigan right now. Listen, the early vote, voting totals that are coming out right now are not good for Biden. Biden Biden is not looking good in order for the Democrats to have any hopes of winning this election. I know allegedly, according to MSNBC and CBS and everybody and NBC and CNN and all the rest of them, all these polls that are out that Trump's way down, not by the real polls, the real polls that are out that are actually like Trafalgar poll watch. All of those are the ones you need to be paying attention to. They do not have Trump down. The people who predicted Trump to win in 2016 that nobody else predicted the uh, primary, it's called the primary poll, which predicted Trump to beat Hillary Clinton is predicting Trump to win again. But watch, he's going to win in a landslide victory. He's going to win the popular vote. My only concern whatsoever is that the Republicans win the House. I know that they're going to retain the Senate, but... I want them to win the House, not just gain seats in the House. It's going to be a red freaking wave coming. I'm telling you, November 3rd, look off the coast. Get your binocs out. Look off the coast. There's a Trump tsunami coming, and it lands November 3rd. Watch now. Here, Let me show you some stuff out of Florida, right here in my home state. Early vote. This is from the Gateway Pundit, 1024 from today. The early voting results in Florida are shocking. Now, listen, there wasn't uh, like, a, I don't know, a month ago or something. Biden was down here, you know, on occasion when he actually leaves the state of Delaware. Let me take it back. When he actually leaves his basement, then leaves the state of Delaware and then doesn't go to Pennsylvania. That's the only place he can. The only place he campaigns is his own basement, trying to win like pieces of carpet to him or something down there or whatever. So he leaves his basement like yesterday. You know where you know where Biden Biden was? He was campaigning in Delaware. Okay, I'm 52 years old. I have never seen Delaware in play for the Republicans. So why in the world is Hyden Biden campaigning in his home state of Delaware? That's where he was yesterday, Pennsylvania today. I'll show you some great video footage of that in a minute. But right here in Florida, the early voting results written by the Gateway Pundit in Florida are shocking. Republicans are up big. They're up big in early voting. In order for the Democrats to win, they need to be up like 30% in early voting. Here's Florida. And, and like I said, Biden was down here like a month, month and a half ago campaigning because they thought there was hope. He came down into Southern Florida, the Miami-Dade County, Palm Beach County, all those, because he wanted to uh, sure up the Hispanic vote, which is going for Trump, by the way. The black uh, approval rating for Trump today was 48%. Watch out, tsunami. But here it is, early results in Florida so show President Trump up big, very big. Republicans are up more than 200,000 votes in early voting. Florida, in early vote, Republicans, two plus 206,372. Palm Beach is now down to a 1% gap. Palm Beach County always goes Democrat. In order for 
the Democrats to win Florida, they would have to win Palm. They'd have to be up in Palm Beach County right now, 20 to 30%. They're up by 1%. Get this though. Miami, uh, Dade County and Hillsborough County have already flipped Republican. But the chances of winning the election for Biden without winning Florida become much more difficult. If he doesn't win Florida, he only has a 40%. That's if he wins all those other states that he's not going to win. He only has a 40% chance of winning. All right, this is from the Trump war room. Joe Biden insults Pennsylvanians. He's What happened was, well, I'll lay the groundwork for this. And I'll show you the video. So Biden Biden decides to go to Pennsylvania. It sounds like a like a nursery tale. Biden Biden goes to Pennsylvania. Well, Biden Biden goes to Pennsylvania and he decides to do an event there. And the problem was is that a whole bunch of Trump people came and actually outnumbered the Biden people. Of course, play the first video for me. I'll work as hard for those who don't support me don't as support those me. who do, including those chumps with the microphone out there. Hey, rewind it again. Play it again, Aaron. Just as those who do, including go. those chumps with the microphone out there. One more there. time. As those who do, including those chumps with the microphone out there. <laughs> Look. <laughs> COVID. COVID. <laughs> COVID. So here was the problem. This is what happened. It says here, this is from a Joel, a Joe Shankman tweet from today. It says, incredible. The one public appearance Joe Biden does this weekend is a speech in Pennsylvania that immediately turns into a, a massive Trump rally. Play it for me. <laughs> That's the Biden event. This <laughs> is the Joe Biden event. <laughs> oh, I love it. Trump supporters are the best. <laughs> I right, flip the next video. Let's play them right in a row. There you go. <laughs> Hey Aaron, go right back to the very beginning of that one. I want to watch the. There's the one Biden guy. <laughs> Here's, if you could freeze it, freeze it. There, there's the one Biden guy at the Biden event. The flags behind him are both Trump. <laughs> Play it. <laughs> this is the Biden event. <laughs> That's who he's calling Trump. Chumps, by the way. Yeah, Trumps actually, but he's calling his the people that he wants to vote for him, Chumps. These are the chumps out in the parking lot. <laughs> Love it. Look at the chump face. This is what I was doing on the street corner today from 12 to, or from 10 to 12 at Jacarana 41 in Venice, Florida. This is what we were doing. We had over 100 of us at the corner today waving Trump flags. It was awesome. Right, You've got one more video? Or is that it? No, that was it. Okay. So there you go. That's what happened with Biden. He ends up calling all those people uh, <clears throat> chumps. Well, I pulled together a couple little bits. I'm only going to show one, but because everyone's pretty much seen. Oh, I have a lot from the debate. So out of this video, I just pulled out one thing. You know, Biden just seems to, you know, never be able to get his numbers right. And this was an astonishing prediction that he made during the debate on Thursday night. He actually said there's going to be another 200,000 deaths by COVID by the end of the year. So all we have left, basically... Allegedly, of course, you know, that 220,000 is bogus. It's absolutely not true at all. Not remotely true. As I showed you on the flu stats, the flu has magically disappeared. Nobody's dying of the flu anymore because all the flu deaths are being counted as COVID deaths. And remember, flu deaths in America average between 30 and 80,000 a year. And all of those have been counted for COVID for all intents and purposes, along with deaths from pneumonia, car crashes, gunshot wounds, and lightning strikes. However, so Biden predicts in the next two months, 
In the next two months, I, there's going to be 200,000 deaths of COVID. Play for me. Reaction? I say over soon. I say we're learning to live with it. We have no choice. We can't lock ourselves up in a basement like Joe does. He has the <laughs> he has the ability to lock himself up. I don't know. He's obviously made a lot of money someplace, but he has this thing about living in a basement. People can't do that. The expectation is we'll have another 200,000 Americans dead be time between now and the end of the year. If we just wore these masks, the president's own advisors have told him. We could save 100,000 lives. And we're in a circumstance where the president thus far and still has no plan. So many years, I loved it. It was vibrant. It's dying. Everyone's leaving New York. Take a look at New York. So there you have it. He predicts that 200,000 more people are going to die in November and December. That's amazing. So basically, he's predicting 180,000 deaths in the next two months from COVID. Interesting. And also, he said that his mask will save 100,000 lives. So I'd love to see the science behind that because the latest mask research that's, being, that's been done right now, I'll get to this later if I have time to, uh, to get to it tonight. The latest research has been done on masks. I don't know if I've got it handy right here or not. I'm looking to see if I've got it at the bottom of my stuff here. But I think it's in my mask section of notes. But the latest study that's come out, they're blocking. I'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But they're actually blocking the latest study from being published right now, being peer-reviewed. But where does he get his mask information from? There's been eight studies on the efficacies of masks. Masks, And not one of them has said that any mask on the planet is capable of blocking COVID-19. So I'm still wondering, where does, where does all the science come from? We all know how it began. At the beginning, Robert Redfield, head of the CDC, said masks are useless. At the beginning of this, uh, Anthony Fauci, uh, Mr. Epidemiology, Mr. Pandemic Expert, says that masks are useless. But now suddenly they become the great savior that are even, according to Robert Redfield, even more valuable than a vaccine, which vaccines are garbage too. And you never can have a vaccine for a virus because viruses constantly mutate. So you never actually have a, vi a vaccine for all those that line up for flu shots every year. They do absolutely nothing. You're like, oh, it worked for me this year. No, it didn't. You just got lucky. That's all. You just didn't catch the flu this year. It's like most people, between 60 and 70% of people who catch COVID actually are infected with COVID, never know they have it. 99% of the cases are extremely mild. That's, that's the truth behind COVID. Masks do absolutely nothing. It is, it's, a, it's a chain link fence trying to block an ant or a flea. That's all that a mask is. It does absolutely nothing. If you are wearing one, you are a stone cold fool. If you think that you are saving somebody's life, please remember, it doesn't block it from going out of you and it doesn't block it from coming into you. It does absolutely nothing. Please study to show yourself approved. I don't care if clown shows like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and the rest of the sycophant ankle grabbing pastors out there who actually, they might as well just go ahead and vote Democrat. If they're all wearing masks, and even if they're selling you masks at your church that have your church name on them, absolutely useless. That you know what those churches that sell masks with their church name on it, man, you're you're lucky that Jesus isn't sitting outside of your church right now, strewning together a whip of cords, because you're a bunch of profiteers, ankle grabbing, capitulating collaborators. That's all that you are. How can you say that, Tom? How can you be so mean to people? inside the church you know what judgment begins at the house of god and there's not one church that should have closed there's not one church that should have social distance there's not one church that should have quarantined nothing so i'm talking individuals quarantining nothing not one church member it never should have happened 
The church had the opportunity of a lifetime to stand up and show the the world the word of God and how to put it in action. And what did they do? They decided to listen to Anthony Fauci. I said this recently. I actually said it at the River Church. Most churches right now, they should go up and they should just carve an image to Anthony Fauci, start burning incense to it because that's who their God is. That's who they listen to. Here's Kamala Harris. Joe Biden can never get his numbers together. 200,000 more people are going to die of COVID in two months. It took what? March, April, May, June, July, August, September, and October. Eight months to get to 200,000. And now, as are still fraudulent numbers. Tom, you say that every time. Yeah, because listen, 200,000 is not remotely accurate. Really, true COVID deaths are somewhere between 10 and 30,000. That's it. I'm telling you, that's the truth. The rest of it's a bunch of lies. So anyway, they never get their numbers right. How Joe comes up with this mask will save 100,000. How, how, show me the formula that, that, that was used to come up with that number. Masks don't work at all. So they, they have all sorts of weird numbers. And now listen to Kamala Harris at some sort of campaign event with nobody there. Um, we're looking at over 220 million Americans who just in the last several months died. You know, many- Beep, 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 beep. World news. World news. 220 million Americans are dead out of 330 million. Just so you know, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that if I go outside right now, there's going to be bodies all over the street, right? Because, I mean, 220 million Americans are dead. You know, the, the sad thing about that is, is that I laugh at that and scoff at it. But when, when asked, when there was a national poll done asking Americans how many people had actually died, of COVID, they picked between nine and ten percent of the population. Do you know that? That's what most people think. Nine to ten percent of the population is thirty to thirty-three million people, and that's what people think. That shows you. Listen, I, I you may not think this, but I actually do try to be nice. But it gets to the place where I'm like, you know what? If you're stupid, you need to hear it. You just need to flat out hear it. You're stupid. If you actually, I mean, 33 million people and now Kamala Harris, 220 million. Do you think that wasn't on purpose? I don't know if it was or not. I, I think it is because I think a lot of people just believe it. I mean, Joe Biden said that 120 million people have been killed by gun violence in the United States in the last 10 years. 10 million to 120 million people. So once again, you go from 330 million Americans down to what 210 million americans in 10 years joe and people believe it i guarantee you there was little little sick event soviets at home writing that down oh wow 120 million that was 120 or 150 million whatever he said um, people killed by gun violence and there's a bunch of people believe it probably put it on twitter Camilla harris again caught on a hot mic not knowing where she is play that for me Such a phony. Play it again, Aaron. Such a little phony. Well, good. Look at her. How could anybody ever vote for that bourgeois phony? She's such a little phony. I mean, well, where are we at? You don't even know you. You don't even know where you're at. What did you do? Catch the Biden? I mean, you don't even know where you are. I mean, come on. 
Well, where are we are. And by the way, they're getting trounced in Ohio. That's going to be another big Trump win. And early voting is horrible for Democrats in Ohio. And everybody who wins Ohio wins the presidency. All right. So just so everybody knows, and again, right now, I believe that we're on, it began on March 7th. Hey, can you guys tabulate for me out there? March 7th was the start of 15 days to slow the spread. So we're on day 200 and something. If you guys could figure that out for me, just pull your, up your calendars on your iPhone and count the days for me. I'll give you the actual count in a second because it started on March 7th, 15 days to slow the spread. So we're on day 215 plus of 15 days to slow the spread. And we're still in the midst of multiple lockdowns all over the country. Some of you are like, well, we're free. Hey, listen, this is how I look at it. And I put it, I put it on the same stand. Oh, here we go. Thank you guys. 233 days, 233 days into 15 days to slow the spread or, or, or flatten the curve, whatever it was. All right. And I, I just want to say this to all the pastors out there. And I know that you watch and I know you get all torqued off. That's fine. But you're all like, well, this wasn't our fight, you know? We're going to be a good par- good partner, community partner, good neighbor. We're going to love thy neighbor, do all those things. And the, you, you notice that they asked you for those two weeks for you to be a community partner and to be a good neighbor and to love thy neighbor. And now you're 233 days in and you're still ankle grabbing. You're still capitulating. You're still collaborating. Have you noticed it? You ever noticed? I, I saw recently this a meme or a, a statement on Facebook put out that you put a dog on a leash and you just shorten it by one link every day. Eventually, it'll be one link. You never notice this. That's you, Pastor Love. That's you. You've been controlled. And you're, you're out there. And I, again, this is what I was going to say before I got sidetracked into Pastor Love. <laughs> it's easy for me to get sidetracked. <laughs> the thing about it is, is that we aren't open. I'm putting, I, I put the same stipulations on the country being open as I do the church. If your church is taking temperatures, if your church is social distancing, if your church doesn't allow you to touch each other, you are at a closed church. I don't care what, that you're now open, that they're now open. If your church's pastor has never repented of closing and you are now fully open, you're still closed spiritually. You know it's true. All the Christians out there that have genuine, listen, not not all Christians have any sense of the Holy Spirit. Some of them don't. They don't have any sense. They have no spiritual discernment whatsoever. I don't really even know if they're saved or they're just a church goer. I don't know. But you know, if your pastor and you close down and your pastor never has publicly, publicly come out and said, I was wrong. I never should have closed. You are still spiritually shut. You are. You're shut. And you know it too. If you have spiritual discernment, they've come to my church. They come back even after their churches have opened. They come to my church and they're like, we just can't go back to a church like that. You know why? Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If the word of God was not applied to the COVID response in your church which means never closing, never quarantining, never social distancing, no temperature taking, no alcohol gel stations. That's the word of God being applied. Well, you bind it from your church. You bind it from your person. You bind it from your family. That's the word of God. 
If your pastor has never repented of not applying the word of God to your church's COVID response, then your church is still shut. I don't care if you are actually completely and totally open. Because pastors need to repent. They had that, that I can't remember, I think it may have been called The Return, I think it was, on the D.C. Mall. They had all the people from all over the country go up there and his big name preachers. A whole bunch of Christians descend on D.C. from their churches that are closed in their hometown. Meaningless. Meaningless. And I know some of you love The Return and you can choose to hate me if you want or you can just say I disagree with Tom on that one and keep watching. That's up to you. Or you can decide to agree because explain to me why pastors were preaching there where their hometown churches are closed. Explain to me how pastors are preaching at the return, claiming that there needs to be national repentance when they themselves did not apply the word of God to the greatest attack on the church in American history, which is the response to COVID-19 by the governors in the United States. It wasn't Trump that attacked the church. It was individual governors. State of Florida, Rodney Howard Brown took the pinch like a man, got arrested, and he set the he set the pace for all of us, set us all free. Governor DeSantis, one day later, said, you know what, churches are essential. We never had a problem again. Although 99.9% of all churches in the state of Florida still closed after Rodney Howard Brown paid the price for you to stay open. Pathetic. And then they lied, many of them lied to their own congregates saying, you know, we're supposed to be closed or we've been mandated closed. Full face lie. The governor in the state of Florida came out and said, churches are essential and no local government can override this executive order, period. Rodney Howard Brown paid the price for all of us and a bunch of pastors didn't take advantage of it. Matter of fact, matter of fact pastors in Tampa actually were putting together a petition to redeclare the churches non-essential. That's a real strong, I mean, that's real, that's a real strong biblical response, Pastor Loves. You bunch of capitulating cowards. That's what you really are. And you're not even afraid of the virus. You're not afraid of the virus. You're afraid of the wisdom class in your church. Well, yeah, we believe the Bible, but you know, uh, we also believe in wisdom. Oh yeah, the, your, your, your wisdom trumps the Bible. Your wisdom trumps the voice of the Holy Spirit. Come on, give me a break. So here we are, 233 days in to 15 days to flatten the curve. And this is from today. This is from today. Complete, Biden comes out. You got the Fouch here on CNN with Biden talking about mass mandates on 233 days in to 15 days to flatten the curve. Play for me. But we, we, can, we have control of this. We can do things that could turn that around. So... I, I understand, uh, you know, you're, you, you, you don't want to wade into politics, but masks are not political, yeah, right? right? They, 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 they shouldn't be political, right? And, and, you know, we see the president at these rallies yeah. and people don't wear masks. And uh, Joe Biden does have a really different plan, right? And today he talked about it, and he specifically talked about making mask wearing mandatory. Here's how he put it. First, I'll go to every governor urge them to mandate mask wearing in their states. And if they refuse... I'll go to the mayors and county executives and get local masking requirements in place nationwide. He also wants to make masks mandatory, federal buildings, interstate transportation. Um, do you think this is a good idea? Is this what a president of the United States would be helpful if they were doing, fighting for mask mandates? Well, you know, one of the issues that people that talk about mandating not be a good idea because then they'll say they have to enforce it and there's going to be a difficulty enforcing it. But if everyone agrees that this is something that's important 
and they mandate it and everybody pulls together and say, you know, we're going to mandate it, but let's just do it. I think that would be a great idea to have everybody do it uniformly. One of the issues, though, you, I, I get the argument, say, well, if you mandate a mask, then you're going to have to enforce it and that'll create more of a problem. Well, if people are not wearing masks, then maybe we should be mandating it. So right, back to me. Everybody hear that now. Maybe we should. That's from Anthony Fauci, who's on the on the Trump Corona Corona response task force. He'll be fired November 4th. Don't worry. However, that that's where we are. 233 days in pastor love. You closed your church, right? Here we are. And now you've got somebody who he doesn't have any chance of winning the presidency. But let's just say for the sake of conversation, you have somebody who could win the presidency calling for a mask mandate. An important part of that I found earlier, and I substituted the CNN video for it. But my buddy, my my right hand man, found it, and here's the here's the video I want you to see because here's what here's what Biden says he'll also do as far as masks. Play that for me. As president, I'll mandate mask wearing in all federal buildings and all interstate transportation. One more time, Aaron. As president, I'll mandate mask wearing in all federal buildings and all interstate transportation. All right, so if you're driving down I-75, I-95, these are the ones major thoroughfares in Florida, you will have to wear a mask. And if you go to any federal building, you will have to wear a mask. That's the control that he has. And then on the other video, it says he'll go to every governor and ask them, or and, and how, many, how many will just instantly capitulate? I mean, come on, Cuomo, Whitmer, Murphy, Kate Brown, all the rest of the idiots out there, they'll instantly capitulate and have, have mask mandates. Many of them already have. Many Americans are still being arrested for not wearing masks by unconstitutional police, by the way. And if you notice what Fauci said there, the problem with having a mask mandate is that you have to enforce a mask mandate. So here's the thing. I put together some videos here that illustrate how exactly it is that these mask mandates will actually be enforced. Let's look at how they've been enforced so far around the globe, shall we? Uh, the first one is right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Play it for me. Oh, actually, Philadelphia. I'm sorry. Philadelphia's first. All he did was not wear a mask. How many cops we got? Three so far. Four, five, five cops. Going scuba diving? Yeah. You know, I've been around law enforcement. You've test ordered up the scuba diver as quick as best you can. I know this is off topic, but and then freeze it for scuba man come off the There you go, right there. What's that guy doing? Going scuba diving? I mean I've been around lots of law enforcement activities. I've been in part part of a lot of these uh, different tangles like this in my life. I've never seen an outfit like that. It couldn't be more skin tight. He does have the arms for it. I'll give him that. But what is he going scuba diving? Is there some sort of sewage enforcement patrol unit in Philadelphia that they go diving down the sewers? But here's the thing. Let me say this. We bring it back to me real quick here. And that's good with Philly. Get the next one ready. Here's the thing. I want to say this to all the law enforcement officers out there. And listen, I can't compare with people who worked in even Philadelphia or New York. I you know, I wasn't, I'm not, I didn't work for a small agency. I worked for a medium sized one here, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. Great. My favorite law enforcement agency in the world was where I worked for 25 straight years, 1992 to 2017. And I say this to my brothers in law enforcement, 
what are you doing? If you are, what are you going to do when they ask you to arrest somebody for not wearing a mask? You're like, well, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my pension. That's a cowardice act. What are you going to do when they say arrest people for spanking their kids? What are you going to do when they say arrest people for being in possession, legally in possession of a firearm in, in complete cooperation with the second amendment? What, what are you going to do? It's the same thing. Well, you're going to say at that point, what are you going to do when they say arrest anybody who's not a socialist? What are you going to do? You're going to make arrests there to save your job? Where's the line for you? Okay, you're going to arrest somebody for not social distancing? That's already happened numerous times. Arrest people for not wearing a mask? They have a constitutional right not to wear a mask. Read your constitution. Read your Bill of Rights, cops. I am a cop. I just retired three years ago after 25 years straight. What are you doing? Making unconstitutional arrests. What are you doing? Read your First Amendment. Read your Fourth Amendment. Read your Fourteenth Amendment. People have the right not to wear a mask. You're a coward if you make these arrests to save your job. Is there, are there, is there anything more important to you than your job? Maybe the Constitution? And by the way, when they fire you for not making that arrest, you can come, everybody's winning these lawsuits, by the way, everybody, everybody who's suing people, including the cops that are making these unconstitutional arrests are winning. You go back and sue your agency for firing you then. And maybe if some cops stood up, just like maybe if some pastors stood up, maybe we wouldn't have the problem that we have right now where we're watching the constitution of the United States melt away right before our very eyes. But instead, we have a bunch of houseboy cops, houseboy pastors. You're, you know, you're a gelding. You are, you're like the harem eunuch. Why don't you grow a set and actually say no? I don't want to lose my job. There's things that are more important, like our country's stability. Where's the line you're going to draw? Oh, Graybeard's got to get arrested? Was no Okay. You're like, oh, that's stupid, Tom. There's no logic behind it. There's no logic behind making arrest for social distancing. Who told you that six feet is the magic number that keeps the Rona off of you? Listen, grow a set and stop making unconstitutional arrest. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, let's go to the choking in Australia. Here's another one. Here's how you enforce mask mandates. Play that one for me. Yeah, you volume up. Oh, how dare she not wear a mask? What a manly law enforcement officer. Oh my, how manly. There's no other way to handle that? And there's the coward cop right next to him. His pants are falling down. House boy. All right, back to me. How, I mean, how dare he? What a bunch of garbage. You're like, Tommy, would you never? Yeah, listen, I've made those arrests for grand theft, for battery, for ag battery, for burglary, not for mask mandate violation, you, you idiot. What are you doing? Well, I don't want to lose my job. Oh, just like the Nazis, right? Uh, just following orders unbelievable 
All right, here's another one out of Australia where a woman's forcibly removed by, by cops from her car at a, at a COVID checkpoint. Play that one for me. Can you get out of the car, please? No, I don't feel safe. You're armed. You're safe. Don't you worry about no, that. No, I don't feel safe. You're attempting to get into my vehicle. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Why? Excuse me. You're not practicing. Yeah. What the f*** are you doing? What the f*** are you doing? Hey, get off me! Get out of the car. Get off me! Relax. This is a man trying to hold her in the car. actually sick. Relax. Pull out of the car. I would I would like to make like jokes about it and say that looks like a Jaws episode. You know, like from Jaws the movie, you have somebody sitting in their car and she just disappears. There's just nothing to make fun of about that. It's absolutely pathetic. Absolutely pathetic for what? For what? I'll, I'll read you the stats again. You ready? And this is worldwide. Zero to 19 years of age, and you catch coronavirus, you have it, you're infected with it. What's your chances of surviving? 99.997, and all the schools are closed. If you are ages 20 to 49, and you are infected with COVID, you've caught it. What's your chances of surviving? 99.97. If you are... If you are 50 to 69 and you catch the Rona, your odds of surviving are 99.5%. If you are above 70, your odds of surviving are 95%. The average age of death of COVID in the United States is 80. Hence the reason why we don't have any excess deaths this year. We have an average of 2.8% million Americans die every year. 2.8 million Americans die every year. How many have died so far this year? A lot of you are thinking, oh, it's got to be 5 million. It's got to be 10 million, right? 2.1. Facts. Let them guide you, Christian. Pastor, conservative, and everybody else. Let the facts actually guide you instead of CNN, Anthony Fauci, Joe Biden. Kamala Harris, China Joe, if China Joe is acting any way like you, a person who has looted China, who has looted Iraq, looted Costa Rica, looted Ukraine, looted Russia, him and Hunter and James Biden. If if you're modeling people like that, something is drastically wrong with you. If you look anything like Joe Biden ever in your day. With your stupid mask. I got a picture of him. He's wearing a double mask. He's got two masks on. Joe Biden. That's If you ever look anything like Joe Biden, something is wrong with you. You don't want to have anything in common with a Democrat. You are awesome. Put up there. Here's Joe's, here, here's Joe's theology. Look at that idiot. I mean, look, what kind of fool do you have to be? Unreal. So here, here, this one, this one here is in Nashville, Tennessee, where they have a citywide. Remember what Joe Biden said? If I can't get the governors to do a statewide mandate, then I'm going to go to the mayors and have them do city mandates. And we know the corruption that's gone on in Nashville where they've hidden COVID stats, where they found out that nobody was catching COVID in restaurants and bars. They didn't, they hid all those stats so they could keep the restaurants and bars closed. Why? Power 
hungry Soviet Stalinist tyrants. That's what they are. They love this. Biden, you don't think Kamala Harris wants to put a, a nose ring through your nose and lead you around for the rest of your life? She's a bourgeois tyrant. That's who they are, all of them. And this is what happened in Nashville. Play that for me. Here's your mask mandates right here. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving the uh, volume off for the first several seconds here because there's so many F-bombs being thrown out by, I'm assuming, this girl's boyfriend or friend that's actually uh, filming this. Here we are, Nashville, Tennessee. What is she being arrested for? Now, this is this is like a, a day or two ago. This is not, you know, in April. And it never would be justified in March and April either. But here we are, 233 days into 15 days to flatten the curve. And we have people in Nashville, American citizens, being arrested up, for mass mandates. Please. Holy shit. This is our country now, Joe Biden's America, everyone. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. Exactly 100% right. You elect Joe Biden, and that is the country that you will have. You know, they're talking about truth and reconciliation commissions. Keith Overman, Robert Reich. Who's that other moron that I had up the other day? What was it? I can't remember his name. He's talking about truth and reconciliation. Remember that idiot, Aaron? You found his picture for me on Thursday. What was his name? I can't remember his name. But yeah, I can. If you think of it, let me know. But anyway, there's, there's Democrats that are calling for truth and reconciliation commissions that they'll haul in. These are big name people. These are not, oh, it, was, it wasn't Chris Hayes, it was somebody else, I can't remember. But anyway, there's big name Democrats that are calling for truth and reconciliation commissions to haul everybody connected to, supporting, voting for Donald Trump. Do you find, oh, what's Chris Hayes? I got it, I can't believe it. Yeah, put that up there. Look at, can you do it? Oh, okay. So there's, there's uh, oh, there you go, you got it. There you go. The most humane and reasonable way to deal with all this, if we survive a 99.99% survival rate, survival rate, if we survive this, listen to the drama. If you ever act like that about COVID, you're a Democrat, Pastor. You're a Democrat, churchgoer. Just say it out loud. I'm a Democrat. If we survive this, is some kind of truth and reconciliation commission. And they're all using the same verbiage. They're using the same verbiage. Robert Rice said it. Basically, Keith Oberman said the same. These are big name liberals who want to haul you in front of a truth and reconciliation commission. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And, you know, I may have to go pastor style here. I may have to do it. We got our music ready? Or we got to download it still? still All right, we're still downloading. I'll go pa I'm going to go pastor style and maybe in a little bit talk about reconciliation commission. See if you guys can remind me of that. Right, uh, got got you got it? Yep. All right, hit it. I'm going pastor now. You ready? Hit it. We're not hitting it. There we go, louder. Is it actually going over it or I think? Hello, children. I want to talk to you today about truth and reconciliation commissions. And I just want to let all those out there who support truth and reconciliation commissions that if you try to drag me into one of those, praise God. <laughs> you won't survive that. God bless you.
All right, back to screaming. <laughs> John Cordillo tweet. He writes, this is a scene out of 1930s Germany. Then he defaults to a young American Americans for Liberty tweet, 1024. Police in New York. Again, I love the cops, man. I do. But these cops are unconstitutional tyrants. Hear me now. Tyrants. What do you do if this is you, cop? You don't enforce it. Rodney Howard Brown could have lost all he had as a church of thousands of people, an international ministry of hundreds of thousands that he reaches. He got arrested. He said no to closing his church. Why can't you say no to not enforcing? Why can't you say no to enforcing unconstitutional laws? Look at this. Police in New York are now entering private residential property to crack down on Jewish gatherings. Just like Cuomo threatened that he would. Just like de Blasio, mayor of New York, threatened that he would. Listen to the officer explain it's a problem that he found 10 people in a house. This is truly Orwellian. The Young Americans for Liberty write, resist this tyranny. Amen. Play the video for me. You have a noise They have the right to keep you out of the house, officer. They have the right to keep. What are you going in for? To enforce unconstitutional mass mandates and social distancing? They went to that house because they had 10 people in there. And you think you have the right to do that because Bill de Blasio, hack communist mayor of New York, tells you that you have the right? Do you think you really do? Do you think you're immune from a lawsuit of violating those people's constitutional rights? You think you are? Boy, there will be a reckoning coming for people like you, officer. There will be a reckoning because you're violating their constitutional rights. You have no right to go in that house. I don't care what Bill de Blasio says or some convoluted city ordinance says. The Constitution... The Constitution is our ruling authority. It trumps all state laws. It trumps all city ordinances. It trumps all health and safety directors' uh, prerogatives and initiatives. It trumps them all. Christians love to try, you throw out Romans 13. Well, you know, we want to obey the rulers of the land. The rule, your rulers, you don't have rulers. You have representatives who represent what? What do they put their hand on? They put their hand on the Bible with their right hand. And they swear to protect and defend what? Your true ruling authority, which is the Constitution of the United States of America. Get your heads 
out of your collective cabooses, cops, and stop enforcing unconstitutional Bill de Blasio, Andrew Cuomo, crap COVID laws. They're garbage. From Gateway Pundit, 1024, the Biden-Harris campaign is selling face masks. <laughs> and, they're, and they're as fake, and this is from Gateway Pundit, as the candidates and won't protect you. The, the Joe biden Kamala Harris campaign is selling protective, quotes, face masks, except one, one problem. They're not protective. They won't prevent the transmission of viruses. In a bit of irony... The official campaign masks of the Biden-Harris ticket have warnings. They don't prevent transmission of viruses. There you go. That is on their own website right there. There's the Biden-Harris thing. And please be advised, masks are not medical grade. Biden for president. Uh, The mask will prevent... uh, some about warranty that the mask will prevent infection or transmission of viruses or other infections. We are not medical experts. If you have questions regarding health and safety, please consult what the line says. That's blocked out by the red pen is that these masks do absolutely nothing. You know, that sounds familiar. Sounds very familiar to all other masks. Put that up for Here's the other on any mask uh, b- box of masks that you buy. This mask is not intended for medical use and is not proven to reduce the transmission of disease. And... <laughs> And I go out in public. Today, I was on the corner of Jack Grant and 41, Venice, Florida, holding up my Trump flag. And I got here, yeah, and you can float those in while I'm talking. That's great. I'm, out, I'm on there out there uh, waving my Trump flag. And I see people driving around alone in their cars with masks on. And they have those exact same masks. Did they order them from Biden and Harris? Did they get them out of that box that says they have absolutely no efficacy whatsoever? They have no ability to block anything? Just like, just like Biden and Harris are completely useless, so are the masks that they're selling people. Right there, you can buy, hey, you know, gosh, 20 bucks, 20 bucks for a useless mask. Please be advised, masks are not medical grade. They don't do anything, and they're sold for 20 bucks. You know what that means? That, that means that your mask, if you're wearing that mask, it's for virtue signaling only. It has no medical use whatsoever. It's for you to be able to say, look at me, I'm saving lives. You're a clown. You're an absolute clown show. If you, anybody, if you think a mask is doing anything for you, you are a clown show. Anybody, anybody who has a working synapsis in their brain knows you're a clown show. I look at you. I know you probably don't care what I think, but I'm just saying there's lots of people like me. I look at you and I go, Bozo the freaking clown. That's what I look at. That's what I see when I see you wearing a mask, especially driving alone in your car. What exactly are you preventing? I won't get into that. Gateway 1024. Here's that study I wanted to mention earlier. It's entitled Outrageous. A large Danish study on mask wearing is being delayed by publishers of major medical journals, therefore preventing the results from being made public. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. You can put that picture up, buddy. I just wanted to put the Fauci up because he's Mr. Medical, Mr. Epidemiologist, Immunologist, Pandemic Expert that he is. Clown. Absolute clown. So they're delaying this study. I'm not saying Fauci is doing it. I'm just saying that the people are delaying this study. Why would, why would you delay it? Why, why exactly would you delay the study? 
Is it because it says that masks work? That's why you delay the study? Or would you delay the study because masks don't do a stinking thing? Uh, we all know the answer to that. And the people that did the study are starting to complain. Why exactly are we not able to get our study peer-reviewed right now? It's not being released in medical journals. Well, maybe because it destroys the globalist agenda, the Democratic Party's agenda, the Great Reset's agenda, George Soros's agenda, Bill Gates's agenda, Anthony Fauci's agenda, the World Health Organization's agenda, the World Economic Forum agenda, the IMF's agenda, the World Bank's agenda. You ever noticed how the World Bank is like a fly around a dung heap every time that COVID's mentioned? Here comes the World Bank. Watch it. Every single time you ever hear about any world forum, when they're talking about anything when it comes to COVID, whether it's vaccines or treatments, the World Bank is sniffing around like a fly does on a big pile of poop. The World Bank is always around. For those of you who still believe the Bible out there, where there's going to be a cashless society, a one world order, one world order, order and the mark of the beast. For those of you who still believe that, that are in the church. Oh, it's all conspiracy, right? There's just a biotech uh, tattoo being worked on right now in Africa by Gavi MasterCard and Bill Gates. Please pull, pull it up. You don't believe me. Now here, I did some uh, roving reporting today on Biden's activities in Pennsylvania, which are always interesting. Uh, and here's a Biden rally. Now this features Barack Hussein Obama, who we know can draw a huge crowd. Here's this crowd, Barack Hussein Obama. Play it for him. You, know, you can have all the TV ads you want. You can have all the digital ads you want. But at the end of the day, people connect with people. And obviously, this is an extraordinary... That's an enthusiastic crowd, isn't it? Look at these people. Because we're in the midst of a pandemic. Midst of a pandemic, really. Sure Where are all the dead bodies, Barack? I'll just talk over Barack because everything coming out of his mouth is a lie. Look at that crowd. Look at the enthusiasm. Notice what they all have in common. They've all got their masks. They've got their designer masks on. Talking about masks. Oh, wow. Oh, gloved up. Yeah, there's some gloved up people too. Gloved up. Somebody was telling me today when we were at our Trump rally today. That man, he was like astonished. You still, still saw somebody today with rubber gloves on. What do you think that does? It does absolutely nothing. So you had, Aaron, flip back to, to Obama real quick for me, just for a second, because I want to get the, I wanted to give, give you the scale of this thing here. Give you some perspective. Just hit play. It's all good. All right. So there you have, you don't, have the, you don't even need volume. There you have the Obama slash Biden rally. Now get full volume ready. And now here you have the Trump rally from North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, you're the best. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody. Thank you, Gastonia. Gastonia. Thank you to Gastonia. Beautiful name. 13 days. Can you believe it? 13 days. 13 days from now, and you see what's going on, you see, yum, boom, boom, boom. Oh, they're getting a little nervous over there, you know, the deep state, the Democrats, all of these people that we've been dealing with, they're getting a little bit nervous, aren't they, huh? We're going to win this state, 13 days. Yeah, baby. 
No doubt about it. It's great, great state. Thank you very me. So let's look at some Trump accomplishments, shall we? Let me say hi to a couple people first. I don't want to forget forget everybody watching over here. Let me see if I can get this rolling. I can't get the people to scroll. Hey, why won't it scroll? Why is it always me? See if you can get that to scroll there. <laughs> did, it, did it actually scroll for you? Uh, even It may not even work for Aaron, so hey. Oh, now Aaron's got to work. Okay, let me say hi to some people. All right, hey, Kim. God bless you. Glad you're on. Let me scroll up to the top here. Say it to some people. Hey, Nicole, glad you're on from church. Love you. Hey, Grace, love you. Oliver, Angela, Karen, Andy, my brother in law enforcement, love you. Greg, good to see you. Rosalie, good to see you. Hey, Todd from church, love you, brother. Franco, good to see you, brother. Let's see who else is on. Stephanie from church, love you. Daryl, love you, brother, from church. Hey, Karen. Hey, Sonny. Grace. Richard. Hey, Heather from church. Love you. See if there's any other names I didn't get. Hey, Paul. God bless you. Glad you're on Virginia. Hey, Kim. God bless you guys. Thanks for watching. That's on Facebook. Appreciate you guys on YouTube. Hey, William. I see you over there. Eva, I see you. God bless you. Praise Holler. I love that name. God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Wes. Glad you're on. John, God bless you, brother. Thanks for switching over to YouTube. And I need everybody to have a YouTube account. Follow me on YouTube. Get a YouTube account in case I get banned off of Facebook again. Hey, Dennis. Glad you're on. JT. Michael J, God bless you. Glad you're on. Tracy, glad you're on. Love you. JT, I love that name, Praise Holler. Bob, God bless you. Love you guys. God bless you. Thanks, everybody, for being on. I really do appreciate it. All right, let's get back to business here. Donald Trump celebrates Sudan agreement. There is number four. Number four for Trump. Number four for Trump. Celebrates Sudan agreement to normalize diplomatic relations with Israel. It's peace in the Middle East without bloodshed, Trump said during the meeting celebrating the news. Benjamin Netanyahu praised Trump's participation, Prime Minister of Israel, in the normalization process. We are expanding their circle of peace so rapidly with your leadership, Netanyahu said. Trump recently removed Sudan from the United States list of terrorism state sponsors, which helped move the agreement forward. This is the third nation to agree to normalize relationships with Israel after the leaders of Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates met Netanyahu to sign an agreement at the White House with President Trump. So let's look at the deals so far. Trump's peace deals, Kosovo and Serbia. 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 What did, what did Barack do with, uh, what did Barack Obama and Biden do? Let's just call him O'Biden for short. What did O'Biden do with Co Kosovo and Serbia? Uh, nothing. And then you've got Israel and U the UAE. Done. Peace. Israel and Bahrain. Done. Peace. Both of which Trump was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. One of them for two Nobel Peace Prizes. Now he just did Israel and Sudan. What did Obama and Biden do with all those states during their eight long years in the White House? Absolutely nothing. They did nothing. They had eight years to put in prison reform. They did nothing. Absolutely nothing. All the things that they could have reformed this and they've done. They name their name their accomplishments, please. Please name their accomplishments. Well, they got 
you know, they killed Osama bin Laden. That's the one thing they did, and Biden voted against that. Idiot. The last time there was peace deals in Israel, when was this? Everybody know? See, it's 2020 now, right? When was the last time there was a peace deal in Israel? 1994. And that was Israel and Jordan. 1994. 26 years ago. 1994. And Trump, that was one. One peace deal. I guess that was done by Billy Clinton. One peace deal. 26 years ago, Trump does four in three years. And that's why he's been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize three times. When was the last peace deal before 1994? 1979, and that was Israel and Egypt. What what else has Trump accomplished? Let's look. Moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem out of the Paris Climate Accord. Got rid of NAFTA, replaced it with the USMCA. No more missile tests from North Korea. Lowest unemployment rate for blacks, Hispanics, and women, and the lowest unemployment rate period since 1961. Countless stock market record highs. Zero new wars. Defunded the World Health, or- World Health Organization. Defunded Planned Parenthood. 400 miles of new, wo- new wall and forced NATO countries to pay their fair share. And there's numerous other accomplishments, all in three years and three quarters. What did Barack Obama ever do? Squat. Absolutely nothing. He promised that he would move the embassy, our embassy, to Jerusalem. So did George, uh, H, so did George uh, W. Bush. He didn't do it. Barack didn't do it. Bill Clinton promised he would. He didn't. He didn't do it. George H.W. Bush promised he would. He didn't do it. Ronald Reagan promised he would. He didn't do it. Jimmy Carter promised he would. He didn't do it. There you go. Trump, though. Trump, yeah, three years and three quarters, done. Absolutely not. You know, Barack used to talk about wanting to build a wall, too. What did he do? Nothing. Biden used to talk about wanting to build a wall, too. Now he's against it. You know why? Because all he cares about is being politically expedient, whatever it takes to get myself in power so people will worship me. So what did the bourgeois elite tell us about Mideast peace? Now, this was the expert bourgeois elite class. Yeah, I'm going to show you one clip. This is what Jean Carey told us about, about Mideast. You know, you can't accomplish anything unless you get the Palestinians on board. Nobody will do anything unless you get Israeli-Palestinian peace. Nobody will ever sign any sort of peace accord. I don't know. Trump just signed three in three years. Here's what John Kerry said. There will be no separate peace between Israel and the Arab world. I want to make that very clear to all of you. He wants to make that clear. I've heard several prominent politicians in Israel sometimes saying, well, the Arab world's in a different place now. We just have to reach out to them and we can work some things with the Arab world and we'll deal with the Palestinians. Oh, like no, Trump just did? No, no, and no. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. I can tell you that reaffirmed even in the last week as I have talked to leaders of the Arab community. There will be no advance and separate peace with the Arab world without the Palestinian process and Palestinian peace. Everybody needs- so what is that then, Johnny? Hey, Johnny, what happened then? Because there was just three peace accords signed that are separate from Palestinian-Israeli peace accords. So you know what I need to do? I need to get a bunch of props. I need props. I need uh, the spectacles to be on the end of my nose so I can do imitate the bourgeois elite. You know, because I guess that's how you look smart as you put your 
your glasses down on the end of your nose and talk down to people. I guess that's how you're supposed to act like you're super intelligent, that you have a very high IQ, which John Kerry does not. He yes, let's, let's look at what John Kerry, uh, uh, let's see what he accomplished. Let's think now, all the years that he was Secretary of State, let's see, what did he accomplish? Uh, nothing, nothing. What did Barack Obama accomplish? Think about it, nothing. He, 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 what did he do? He delivered cash to Iran, $1.5 million billion on a runway in the middle of the night. What, what did Joe Biden do? He was flying around with Hunter and Frank Biden looting countries. That's all they did. They accomplished absolutely nothing. Put that a perfect picture. Here's Trump. That's, that's how you can summarize Trump's accomplishments right there. One thing after another, every single promise that he made in the election, he's done. He's done. Name one he hasn't done. Name one he hasn't done. We had the greatest economy in American history before everybody stupidly, even including Trump, responded to COVID-19. Now here's an interesting clip from the debate from the other night. Oh yeah, there you go. That's great, buddy. Leave that up there. There you go. Look at all that. Amazing. You never, you, when did you ever see pictures like that under O'Biden? Never. So Biden says in the debate the other night, that no one loses their insurance under Obamacare. And what's funny about that, he actually says that. Um, he says nobody ever loses their insurance under, first of all, my insurance went up 40% when Obamacare was instituted. I didn't lose my insurance, but well, I probably did. We probably shift insurance companies. I was still a cop then under the sheriff's office, but my insurance rates went up about 40%. And what's funny about it is that numerous conservative pundits actually received letters including Dan Bongino, Michelle Malkin, Dinesh D'Souza, and Coulter all lost their insurance under Obamacare. And they all tweeted that in response to Biden saying that during the debate. So, you know, this is a Dinesh D'Souza video. And it talks about specific lies that Obama said during the debate. It's really good play for me. Second, Biden insists that under Obamacare, you can keep your doctor. Now, this is a lie. He's repeating Obama's lie. If you want your doctor, you can keep your doctor. With respect to the pledge I made that if you like your plan, you can keep it. Uh, I think, you know, and I've said in interviews, that um, there is no doubt that the way I uh, put that forward unequivocally uh, ended up not being accurate. Uh, I can tell you for a fact that Debbie and I in Texas no kidding, uh, couldn't keep our doctor. We had a PPO plan. When we tried to renew it, the PPO plans had vanished. We had to get an inferior HMO. This was directly due to Obamacare. So we are a walking refutation of this idea, as are millions of other people who couldn't keep their doctor. Right, back Third. To so also Biden says this. He goes, 246 is our next spot. Biden says, I never called Trump xenophobic in reference to remember when Trump banned China from being able to travel into the United States in response to COVID-19. And Joe Biden says, I never called Trump xenophobic in reference to the travel ban. Dinesh D'Souza covers that too. Play it for me. Next, Biden says he never called Trump xenophobic for banning travel from China. He says, I might have called him xenophobic, but not in that context. He's taking it out of context. Okay, here's Biden's tweet responding directly to Trump on the China ban <laughs> and yeah, what he calls Trump is in fact. There you go. Stop the xenophobic. Here's Trump. Here's what Trump tweeted out. Ready? 
I always treated the Chinese virus very seriously and have done a very good job from the beginning, including my very early decision to close the borders from China against the wishes of almost all. Many lives were saved. The fake news new Fake news narrative is, is disgraceful and false. Aaron puts down, it's March 18th, 2020. So that's March now. So we're already well, uh, almost two months into it. And here's Joe Biden. Stop the xenophobic fear mongering. Be honest. Take responsibility. Do your job. <laughs> and he swears that he never said it. Play, finish up the video. Fact. Xenophobic. <laughs> Let's go to the next slide. Uh, that's good. Biden says. All right, next thing. Here we go. This is a BBC uh, tweet, and it talks about what's going on over in England. Uh, we are, remember now, 233 days into 15 days to flatten the curve. They've reinstituted what they call Tier 3, then their COVID response, which is bars and pubs are closed, gym classes are closed, restrictions on what they called household mixing, casinos are closed, things like that. And here's the, uh, it's a tweet, by the way. We need the tweet verbiage up first. And maybe I, I may have thrown you out of order, buddy. Did I throw you out of order? Yeah, I threw you out of order. Just go to the next thing. There you go, buddy. And then we'll go back to the other one before. All right, so here's the tweet verbiage first. Put that up for me. BBC Yorkshire, I've not got, I've not got that many years left of me and I'm not going to be fastened in my house. Here's how an 83-year-old Barnsley reacted to the news that Tier 3 restrictions were being introduced in South Yorkshire uh, from Thursday. Remember, bars, pubs closed, restaurants closed, gym classes closed, restrictions on household mixing. Now, these things are all being reinstituted. Here we are, 233 days in to flattening the curve. Play that video of her talking. Uh, I think it's all ridiculous. We should never have been in lockdown. All She's the people 83, by vulnerable the way. should have been helped and kept on safe. And all the rest of us, I'm 83. I don't give a sod. <laughs> I look at it this way. I've not got all that many years left of me. And I'm not going to be fastened in a house when the government has got lady. it all wrong. We need, how can we get the country on its feet, money-wise? Where's all the money? By the end of this year, there's going to be millions of people unemployed. And you know who's going to pay for it? All the young ones, not me, because I'm going to be dead. <laughs> you just, you, I mean, you just have to love that woman. Hey, yeah, put that up there, but that goes better. Put that next. There you go. Throw that up. This is talking about the statistics that are going on in Wales, which is, of course, right next to England. The entire population of Wales, you know, Prince Charles is the Prince of Wales. The entire population of Wales has been placed under de facto house arrest with a new lockdown. Look at the date now, October 19th. Five days ago, number of coronavirus deaths yesterday in Wales, three. Does everybody see? Listen, I'm tired of even calling it a hoax response to a real virus. I know that it's a real virus, but it's it's no more real than a flu bug. I'm sick of even capitulating to that point. This is all a giant hoax by worldwide globalist elites, which includes the entire Democratic Party and the entire mainstream American press and most, if not all, the rest of the worldwide mainstream press. It is all to control you, to usher in global warming statutes around the world, to usher in globalism, to usher in socialism, to usher in a new world order, a cashless society, a computer chip to control you, which will be the mark of the beast. That is what this is about. And we as the church are supposed to rise up. We are supposed to rise up.
In James 4, 7, this thing, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist means to actively fight against. And what did the church do? Collectively, not my church, not Rodney Howard's, Howard Brown's church, not Jonathan Shuttlesworth's ministry, not Tony Spell in Louisiana, but just about everybody else collectively shoved their thumbs in their mouths, went and crawled into a corner and sucked their thumb until Anthony Fauci told them to stop. You know it's you, pastor. Just admit it and repent. Pride goes before destruction. I've done lots of stupid things. I've just repented of them. If you closed your church, you did a stupid thing. Simple as that. You should have stood up and took your pinch like a man. All right, this is from the Undiscovered Truth from 1021. Joe Biden gets, get this now, scripted pre-planned questions with a collaborating media. The answers are on the teleprompter. Play this for me. Now, on Monday of the past week, Joe Biden spoke in Duluth, Minnesota, to a handful of campaign videographers and approved press. The entire event was staged with Biden reading from his teleprompter, and we now have proof of that as well. The entire crowd was either media and Biden handlers, or he could have just done from his basement, right? See, look, there's the answers right there. Look, at it actually has an eye. I can't water them down. You say it for me, Aaron. I won't water them down. And Trump tried to. I am something pro-act to crack. He has the answers on his teleprompter. The media is standing. Look at them all collaborating. They're all in it together. You're like conspiracy theory. Really? There they all are standing there. It's not a conspiracy theory. The media is in on it. Try to elect a president. Just like the FBI and the CIA are in on it. To elect this president. Why would they be sitting on Hunter's laptop since November of 2019? Play it for me, so I've got to quit talking. Play it. Take a look at this clip. So this is our training center in Norton. Uh, this is exciting. There's the Biden circles. We'll, we'll head over to talk about There's a vision for America, Christians. There you go. You capitulated this garbage social distancing crap. There's your vision for America. And there you can see him walking right past the teleprompter. Now, it appears another teleprompter incident at a Biden interview with a teleprompter last week. People were wondering what Biden meant in an interview recently where Biden says, I lost that line. We now have proof that Biden had a TV camera right in front of him for the interview as well. Watch. There are going to be no deportations in the first 100 days of my campaign. Let me get that right. You are going to freeze deportations? Freeze deportations for the first 100 days. And then and only people will be deported are people who committed a felony while here. That's number one. I, okay, I lost that. Yeah, line. well, it's, but that's good because we could we could talk you and I on that. Okay, but think days of my campaign. Let me get that uh, right. You are going to Freeze deportations. Freeze deportations for the first hundred days. Yeah, there you go. And and only people will be deported are people who committed a felony while here. That's number one. Watch him. Okay, I lost that. Yeah, well, (laughs) so what you have back to me real quick. So what you have is him looking at the teleprompter. If you notice, he's not looking at the reporter. He's looking to the side at the teleprompter. For his preordained questions. They were already pre-interview. Those questions were given to him. He already had the, he had the questions before. So the answers are now on the screen. And that's why the reporter bails him out and goes, well, you know, me and you could talk about this. You know, he talks about not deporting anybody for the first hundred days. Idiotic, stupid policy. But anyway, so he says, I'm not going to deport anybody. And he goes, uh, 
I lost the line. This is during a live interview. He's supposed to be answering these questions off the top of his head, off the cuff. And listen, I, I back off of, 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 of Biden when it comes to the, you know, dementia or, you know, losing some cognitive ability. I can put up all sorts of videos all the time. I don't do it. I actually do feel bad for him in that capacity. I don't listen. He's a horrible person. He really is horrible. He's a listen. It is the cry. It is the Biden crime family. He, he is an absolute criminal. He is absolutely corrupt to the core. He really is. We'll get, if we have time tonight, we'll get into some more Hunter stuff. But the thing is, he is corrupt. I don't feel bad for him in that sense. But I'm not going to sit there and jump on some a dog pile on somebody because they're losing some cognitive ability. But it also it has to be weighed in on whether or not this man qualifies to be the president of the United States or he does not. And he does not. He cannot even answer a question without having a teleprompter in front of his face. And then routinely, I could put up, listen, I could put up five videos tonight of him losing his place reading from a teleprompter. So he does not qualify to be the president of the United States. And there's so many galactic fools out there that are going to pull the lever for this man. It's a Trump tsunami. Trump's going to win. But the thing is, it just really saddens me that tens of millions of Americans will vote for somebody who cannot handle the job at all. All right, on to the next thing. Lattimore Elder tweet from 1021. This is my graphs. He starts off with what he says is, so what is all the fuss about? Now there is, right, the yellow, the orange line is normal deaths for the year. That's 2019. And the months are on the bottom. I had to cut it off. But if you go left to right, it's basically April through October of this year. So you see that you had the spike. Now every flu season looks like this also. So if you ran it like this from November through April of every year, you have a spike like that also. Now the flu has majestically, magically disappeared, as we all know, because all the flu deaths are now being counted as COVID deaths. Put it up there one more time for me. So the normal rate of death is the is the orange line. And you had the spike. That spike right there is March and April. And now look where the the, the blue line is marking COVID. Is marking marking the death rate for this year. The orange line is marking the death rate from last year, and that is between the months of March and October. You had the one spike, and now look at where we're at now at the far right of the screen. Absolutely normal. And the UK just put in, Great Britain just reinstituted mass mandates, not mask mandates, mass mandates. They may have mask mandate, I don't know. But they've reinstituted all their COVID laws. They've locked people back down. Put that, put that graph back up for me. You see the line? There's no difference now. Since basically May, the death rate is identical. Why would you reinstitute communism? Back to me. Why would you reinstitute communism if there's no need unless you wanted to be a communist? It's like that woman said, I'm not going to, I'm 83 years old. I'm not going to be locked down the rest of my life for what? And the, the title of that tweet was, so what is all the fuss about? You had a bad two months. Like you have a bad four to five months every year with the flu. Every year you have that with the flu. Put up Sweden for me. Here's Sweden. There's April. Look at April, rough, March, April, rough. Now totally back to normal. July 19th. What are we doing? Bring it back to me. What are we doing? July 19th, completely back to normal. Everyone's like, no, new cases, new cases. That's the Democrats talking. Anybody talking cases is a fool. Why? 
because we're testing more than ever. If you, if we tested the flu, like I've always said, if we documented the flu in any way, shape or form, whether it's by tests or by media, if we documented the flu, the way that we're documenting COVID-19, we'd have the 220,000 deaths because you'd have a bunch of politically motivated doctors, motivated politicians, but they're all politically motivated to prove out that their schemes were correct. That's all that's happening now. Robert Redfield, Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, the UN, they're all propagating these. They're propagating these deaths. People are dying of COVID. Only 10,000 out of the 220,000 COVID-19 deaths in the United States have been by COVID alone. The rest had an average of two to three serious comorbidities. That's the facts behind all this stuff. And if you noticed, Sweden's graph was ostensibly the same as the UK's graph and Sweden did nothing. Sweden did nothing. Theirs is even better if you look at it. They didn't have as high a spike. Sweden did no lockdowns at all. Sweden did nothing. That's the truth. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Explosive. I want to document this out for you because I want you to at least have some sort of timeline on it. This is from Town Hall 1023, just from yesterday. It says here explosive texts, T E X T S, texts from a Biden family business associate, associate which is Tony Bobolinsky. Discuss how to conceal the involvement of the former Vice President Joe Biden in a deal being planned with a Chinese communist government-linked firm. Sounds just like the Clintons selling 20% of our uranium supplies to Russian companies directly linked to Vladimir Putin. Just like them. Uh, and then they, What did they get? Oh, $145 million dollars. Donated to the Bill and Hillary, uh, Chelsea, Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation. $145 million by Russians. Facts. Biden has repeatedly claimed that he had knew nothing about any of Hunter Biden's foreign business activities. The two that you will see tonight, texting back and forth. I like to make these things very organized, like a police report. So that everybody understands, even like when Trump during the debate, he's saying this email and that email and that text and that text. I mean, it gets confusing. So here's, here's that this, this is a conversation between a man named James Gilliard, Trump. I mean, that's a Biden associate, Biden business associate and Tony Bobolinsky, Biden business associate are discussing putting together a deal between Sinohawk which was a Biden family company reportedly named in part for China and in part for Bo Biden's favorite animal, which is a hawk. In one of the texts that I'll show you here in a second, it says, don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face-to-face. Reads a text from Hunter Biden's business associate to another business associate. The two are discussing putting together a deal between Sinohawk, which was a Biden family company, and blah, blah, blah. You already got that part. So put up the, the uh, text for me. There you go. Don't mention, remember now what Joe Biden has said for the last two years. I have never discussed my son's business with him. Now, what does his business partner, Hunter, Hunter Biden's business partner say? Don't mention Joe, James Gilliard, writing to Tony Bobolinsky. Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face-to-face. I know you know, 
that, but they are paranoid. Okay, they should be paranoid about things. Later, in 2017, in a 2017 exchange, they discussed Hunter's role in a 2020 Joe Biden presidential campaign. Put that up for me. You need to stress stress to Hunter, does he want to be the reason or factor that blows up his dad's campaign? Things need to be done right and protective of that fact. I pinged Hunter and just said I saw, I love how these people think they're hiding things by putting acronyms in initials, and just said I saw he called last night and when he does, he wants to connect, meaning taking a position with director and chairman. The texts are part of a massive tranche of messages, emails, and company texts that Bob Alinsky handed over, that's the person talking right here, back and forth with Gilear, handed over to reporters in recent days. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bob Alinsky said on Thursday that he had handed over all of his records to the Senate investigators as well as the FBI. One email details how different Biden family associates would benefit from the deal, including 20% for Hunter Biden, 10% for James Biden, 10% to be held by Hunter Biden on behalf of the big guy who Bob Alinsky says was Joe himself. Put that up for me. Here you go. See what it says. Personally, I have spent a large amount, blah, blah, blah. I am happy to raise any detail with Zhang. This is the communist China company that the Bidens are directly dealing with. At the moment, There are there's a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as follows. 20 for Hunter, 20 for Jim. I mean, 10 for Jim. That's James Biden. 10 to be held by Hunter for the big guy. And this is a Chinese company. Communist linked company. Facts. He was involved. He has been looting China. When but when Hunter Biden went over on Air Force Two and then with Joe, 10 days later secured a $1.5 billion deal for an equity company of which he has no experience whatsoever. He gets endless consulting fees. $3.5 million, $3.5 million from the wife of the mayor of Moscow, the richest woman in Russia, $3.5 million. 200 Biden for what? Consultancy fields for what? Consulting how to smoke dope? I'm, I'm teaching a class. I'm on, let me sign up international business leaders. I want to teach you all how to smoke crack naked in front of your, a 14-year-old. That's, the, that's his level of expertise. <laughs> I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings, Biden claimed in September 2019 while campaigning, campaigning in Iowa. At a press conference on Thursday night, Bob Alinsky claimed he witnessed otherwise. The texts claim that Joe Biden met with Bob Alinsky. No, he never discussed Hunter's deals except with Hunter's business partner right here in in on the evening of May 2nd, 2017, to discuss ongoing de- an ongoing deal discussions with the Chinese energy company. A text from Bobolinsky to Jim Biden reads, great to meet you and spend time together. Is that the next one? There was one that you just had up. Yeah, there you go. Put that up. There you go. Great to meet you and spend time together. That is, that is Tony Bobolinsky writing this. A text from Bob Linsky to Jim Biden. That's James Biden, Jim or James. Great to meet you and spend some time together. Please thank Joe for his time. With was great to talk. Thanks, Tony B. Great to meet you and spend time with Joe. 
There you go. Now, this is Newsmax via Raheem Kassim tweet. This is Newsmax with Rudy Giuliani talking about this stuff. Play it for me. Well, this is really a very, very sensitive one. There's a uh, text message to his father in which he says the following. And he's discussing, um, he's discussing his uh, sister-in-law, who for quite some time was his lover. And he says, uh, she, she told my therapist that I was sexually inappropriate. This would be with a unnamed 14-year-old girl. When she says that I FaceTime naked with the unnamed 14-year-old girl, and the reason I can't have her out to see me is because I walk around naked smoking crack, talking Tom girls on FaceTime. When she was pressed, she said that the unnamed 14-year-old girl never said anything like that, but the bottom line is that I created and caused a very unsafe environment for the kids. Uh, this is supported by numerous pictures of underage uh, girls. So, in, uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, I uh, that is look, that's dynamite stuff. Uh, and I've seen it. I turned it over to the. You turned you turned it, you turned it over to the, the Delaware State Police, up, correct? Talking, yes, yesterday, Bernie Carrick and I turned it over to the Delaware State Police because we're right. very uncomfortable with this. So we're very uncomfortable with the fact that these underage girls were not protected. So here's the deal. Hunter Biden, let's face it, he's never going to be elected to anything, and he'll probably wind up in jail someday for something. Who knows? But I'm more concerned about the vice president because he's the one who's running. Right. I see that. But you know what I don't see, Mr. This was sent to the vice president. Here's the deal. And look, I want to be clear well, here. I'm like a, him. Yeah, but you know what is this not there. To him. What, did, what, what did he do about it? Exactly. What did he do about it? Well, for three years. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, the only thing is, in that, hold on a second, in the text messaging right, you just showed me and we went through. So Rudy Giuliani asks, this is a text from Hunter to his dad explaining there's a strange sexual situation going on. And I'm not saying that he was having sex or I don't want to falsely accuse anybody, but there was something odd going on. Now, again, 25 years in law enforcement. What is Joe Biden as the vice president of the United States? You have a strange pseudo-sexual deal going on that you're, you're, 40-something-year-old son told you about in reference to smoking crack naked, 14-year-old family member. What do you do? If you're the vice president of the United States, what are you? You are what is called a mandatory reporter. And like Rudy said, that listen, I love that the newsman from Newsmax. He was stupid in that interview. Stupid. Let Rudy Giuliani talk. He was making a very valuable point. Joe Biden is a mandatory reporter, like a teacher, like a cop. You're a mandatory reporter. He should have made a phone call and he, to what we call DCF here in Florida, or Child Protective Services, CPS, and he did nothing. He didn't even care. Nothing was done. As usual, Joe Biden did nothing. Put up that next tweet for me from Joe, John Cordillo. This sums it up perfectly. Chinese communists don't give an unproven startup fund run by a crackhead $1.5 billion, allowing said crackhead to make his 2% $30 million management fee unless there were some, unless, were, unless they may, were made some massive promises by the VP Joe Biden. And the big guy wouldn't make those promises 
for free. There we go. I put that up. <laughs> that sums it up for the night right there. Amen. All right, 3385, like and share this video. Like and share, get it out to as many people as you can. Let's see what we can get tonight. Let's see if we can get an all-time record of like and shares. Just get this thing. Let's like it. Let's share this video. Even if it costs you relationships, they need to hear the truth anyway. Go ahead and just share it with everybody. Share it with as many people as you possibly can. Let's get the truth out. 3385 South Access Road, Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida. Google it. Uh, map quest it. Find out how far we are away. If you're close... If you're going to a accommodating, capitulating COVID church where they're taking temperatures, where they're social distancing, you have to bring in your own lawn chairs, that church is closed. Come to a real church. Preach the Bible. I didn't used to recruit, recruit like this. I'm recruiting like this now. We preach the Bible here. Hellfire, brimstone, the promises of God. God wants you well. Prosperity, the whole Bible. We preach it all. God wants you to win every time. Come and join me here tomorrow. Drive, 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 drive. Be here tomorrow. Don't go to weak church. It's worth the drive. 9 a.m. tomorrow morning is our first service. 11.15 tomorrow morning is our second service. We will make room for you. We will be here tomorrow. God bless you. I love you guys. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. I pray over all my brothers and sisters watching. Strengthen them. Encourage them and bring them victory, we pray in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen and amen. I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. God bless.